1: A day podcast welcome into the wednesday edition of the pack a day podcast i'm steve Peretz, joined as always by dusty evely sarah kelleher guys training camp is freaking here we actually are gonna have football to talk about uh it's a very exciting time before we get into all things packers how's everybody doing sarah how you doing in florida
2: Great. I am very excited that training camp starts today. I was just thinking about it over the weekend that we're so close to fall, NFL being back, college football being back, then a few months later, NBA being back, and just World Cup is this fall too. So I'm really going to be thriving in the fall. The weather will finally get better, and I can't wait. So the fact that training camp starts today is the first step of many to get to my favorite time of the year, so I'm feeling very optimistic about it.
3: Yeah, we had, um, for too many weeks, and this happens every single year, too many weeks was, uh, welcome to the Wednesday edition of the Pack-A-Day Podcast. We don't have anything to talk about. Uh, <laughs> and so I'm, it's just it's exciting that we're finally there. I mean, we're not, you know, training camp starts today when you're listening to this. So obviously, we don't have anything to cover with it. But the fact that it's here, that we got to see players walking in, that, you know, coaches are going to start talking, that we've got all this stuff happening, like we're on the precipice of not having to just I don't know what we're going to talk about this week. So it's exciting to have it back. We're going to have tomorrow or today when you listen to this, we're going to have like just tweets flying around all over the place about updates and I I'm, could not be happier. So yeah, doing good. Doing real good. It's an exciting time for Packers fans, especially when uh, QB one
1: shows up in cosplay and breaks the freaking internet, man. I mean, I mean, I'm all for it because this podcast is just going to lean heavy into Nicolas Cage. And we're going to talk a lot about his movies and, you know, comparisons and everything. So that's going to be really fun. So thank you to Aaron Rodgers for that. But <laughs> Dusty, we'll just start with you. was your reaction to Aaron Rodgers showing up with the long hair, the, you know, the A-frame shirt,
3: the white shirt and jeans looking like Nicolas Cage's character from Con Air. Oh, thank God we have something to talk about. Oh, thank God we have something <laughs> to talk about. So that was the first one is like, we, we're recording tonight and not only is this going on but like you said steve we get to talk about nicholas cage and nicholas cage movies like in context which is great but yeah i thought i i enjoyed it it's it's a <laughs> pretty harsh departure from last year when he showed up and no one knows he was going to show up and he was in flip flops and an office t-shirt and shorts and just kind of sauntered in the building so i i enjoy I, he's underneath all of it he's just such a goofy odd man. And I love that he does these things. I love that he shows up looking like Nicholas Cage, a movie that came out in what, like 97, 98. Like this is not a movie people are talking about. And he saunters in and everyone knows who he is. So I, I, I think it's hysterical that he is just such a weird person and finds this amusing. Uh, And I find that amusing. And again, my first thought was we're going to talk about Nicholas Cage movies on the podcast tonight. And so that (laughs) got me hyped.
2: (laughs) For me, anytime I see that Aaron Rodgers is trending, my heart rate increases a little bit, and I get nervous. What happened now? What are people saying now? Did he do something else? So I saw this happen, clicked on it, was pleasantly surprised that this was the reason that he was trending. (laughs) Uh, But good for him. Again, it just makes me excited for what's to come. Um, It seems like in the last two years that Rodgers has really opened up about who he is and shared more of his personality. And now that he's expressing that with his fashion choices, maybe he he got some inspiration from our buddy Matt Schneidman and said, I gotta step up my game a little bit. But hey, if that's what he wants to do, good for him. Um and yeah, I got a kick out of it and all the memes. I mean, this was everywhere, right? Within minutes, Sports Center, ESPN. Everyone was reposting it. I, I was telling Stephen Dussy before we even started recording my mother, who only has a Facebook page and has very few friends and just posts about the zoo and, and the library, <laughs> she somehow saw this on Facebook and sent it to me. Uh, so very funny how quickly word spreads about Aaron Rodgers and his fashion choices at training camp.
1: Yeah, it was all all over the timeline and it just cracks me up because it's this is how desperate we all are for quote unquote football content. Is that as soon as Aaron Rodgers dresses up in in that? That's not like it's a call. Call it cosplay. Like I saw people calling it cosplay, and I was like, he literally wore a t shirt. He wore a t shirt and jeans, and he just has the same hair. So like, it's funny. It's great, and everybody's excited. And I think you know that kind of plays into it. But from from happiness, we go down now to sadness. Uh, Dusty, Sarah, I don't know if you guys saw this, but officially, it's a hoolie no for the Packers. Oh. Boo. Boo. Boo this man.
3: Boo. <laughs>
2: Boo! <laughs> that's what you hyped up. He wouldn't tell us.
3: One I didn't say it was good. I left my bucket of rotten tomatoes in the other room, Steve or Buddy. You'd be you'd be hearing that right now.
1: Whatever is funny. Uh, so Julio Jones officially signed with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers on a one-year deal. I know a lot of Packers fans were really, really hoping he would come to Green Bay and play with with Aaron Rodgers because. Quote, unquote, people want to come and play with him. But uh, no, Julio Jones wants to play with, with uh, Tom Brady. So, Sarah, what, what was your reaction to that? Not the joke, the fact that Julio Jones went to Tampa Bay.
2: <laughs> Thank you for the clarification. <laughs> uh, it, I want to be mad, but I shouldn't be because I shouldn't be shocked or surprised this happened at all. And I also shouldn't be surprised that the Bucks, you know, bid and won basically. And now I have to hear and listen to all of the people that I know that live in Florida that are magically have become Bucks fans the last few years talk about how this is great for the team and that they're so excited because, you know, Tampa Bay sports fans have just had to suffer for so long, even though the lightning are great and the Bucks just won the Super Bowl a couple years ago. So personally, I'm petty about it. But looking at it from a level-headed perspective, I know that the Packers typically aren't aggressive. They got Sammy Watkins, felt confident in that. Obviously, he's already hurt, so hopefully it's nothing serious, but it seemed like they hopped off the Julio train a little bit ago, and now it is what it is.
3: Yeah, yeah, pretty much. I'm pretty pretty much in that same boat. I I we talked about it even last week with Matt was I hope they sign Julio Jones. I sure hope they make, find a way to make this happen. I mean, the, the wide receiver room is such that there's so many young guys, some unproven guys, some injured guys now, uh, that having another guy in there that had done it before, even if he's not healthy for the full season, you got a guy like Julio Jones in there that, that changes things and, uh, it kind of changes. What that room can do, you get you get some, you know, this, you guys can pick his brain a little bit. He's like Christian Watson picking the brain of a guy like Julio Jones. Uh, that certainly seems like that could be good. And along with what he could give you on the fuel when he's healthy. But I got my hopes up. I knew it was never going to happen, but I still got my hopes up that it could potentially happen. Um, so yeah, it it sucks that he's not coming to Green Bay, because I, I had hoped that was gonna happen. And it sucks more that he's he's going to Tampa Bay. Um, not happy about that. But like Sarah said, uh, I, I kind of knew this was going to happen and I got disappointed anyway, um, which that's on me. That's just on me. <laughs> Speaking of
1: injuries, uh, the Packers are coming into training camp heavily injured right now with many people on the pup and the NFI list. So um, I'm just going to run through them really quickly and just kind of see outside because Sarah just talked about the Sammy Watkins injury. He's on the, the NFI, but Kylan Hill's on the PUP, Patrick Taylor's on the PUP, Christian Watson's on PUP, Robert Tunyon's on PUP, David Batiari's on PUP, Elton Jenkins is on PUP, Rasheed Walker, NFI, Caleb Jones, NFI, Dean Lowry, PUP, uh, Randy Ramsey, PUP, uh, Caleb Bryce, NFI, Keijan Nixon, NFI, and Mason Crosby on the PUP. Dusty is, you know... Watkins is the one that popped today. Uh, but is there anything like that you're super worried about yet? Or are we
3: just telling people to kind of calm down a little bit? It's, bo- it's both. I have no idea what to feel because any of these guys, I mean, some of these guys, you know, like Elton Jenkins and Tunyon and even Hill, you know, were injured in season, had ACL injuries in season. And so. Kinda always knew that those guys were not going to be back right away. Um, Tunnyan's been talking about you know getting back for the first preseason game or the first regular season game, and that seems he got injured in week eight last year because that was the Cardinals game. That seemed optimistic. Uh, so those guys, you know, fine, whatever. But guys like like Nixon, who came in, that was a Basachi guy, came in to help with special teams. Like that's worrisome. And I think um, you know Patrick Taylor. Some of it is we we don't know what's going on with these guys. Patrick Taylor going on. I think that was yesterday or today. The thing that gets me there is, well, that was – with Hill out, I was just kind of assuming Taylor is RB3 because he played a little last year, kind of get him in that system another year. Uh, so now maybe this opens a door for Tyler Goodson to get some reps in training camp, and maybe he wouldn't get to run maybe with the ones uh, or the twos in a way that maybe he wouldn't before. So maybe this opens the door for some of those guys, but it's hard – I think for me it's hard to say that I'm overly concerned – uh, just because for a lot of these guys, we just don't know. But uh, Domovsky had a tweet uh, following up on, I think, P- Pelissero broke the news about Sammy Watkins. Uh, Domovsky followed up not long after, basically saying that they don't see, I guess it was, you know, from the team's perspective, there's no long-term, uh, I guess I'll just read it, no cause for long-term concern. At this point, the expectation is that he'll return sooner rather than later. For all we know, that's the case for the vast majority of these guys. Um, it could be, you know, a lightly failed physical or something, They're just kind of holding them out over an abundance of caution, and they'll be back. But, I mean... It's, say so i'm not overly concerned just because i don't really know what the issue is with all these guys yet but at the same time you see a list this long with some of those names on there uh, it's 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 a little concerning at the very least you got a guy like christian watson uh Rashid walker was a round seven guy that you hope was going to step in like you you want those guys to get in there and get those reps so it's hard to know much with that information but it's it's at the very least it's a little concerning just the list and then some of the names on that list as well
2: yeah, I'm trying not to freak out, and I'm hopeful that um today, when you're listening, I know several members of the uh, coaching staff and front office are going to be available to media. um So I'm hoping that you know the reporters on the beat will ask good questions, and maybe we can get some more details about the names that are on this list. Because you know, outside of the guys like you mentioned, Justy, that we saw got hurt or it was reported we don't really know the specifics about these injuries and what they're dealing with so if they could provide a little bit of comfort for me and others out there and let us know that it's going to be okay that would be ideal
1: yeah i mean it's I think we kind of talked that hopefully that some of these guys during training camp will come off this list and there's no ill effect. Like they don't have to sit out the four games or whatever it is nowadays. So hopefully that'll be something that's a common theme for a lot of these guys and just extra precautionary, no need to rush them back just yet for getting a training camp. So I'm, I'm trying to remain as optimistic as humanly possible. So, um so yeah, but uh, guys, I think that's, it's, it's about time. It, it's time for Nicholas Cage and, questions that all revolved around Nicholas Cage and Dusty just got a big smile on his face. Uh, so he's super excited about that. So I think we're just going to jump in. Um, and you know what? I, I'm going to kind of mess around and, and do some extra stuff, but we had a lot of fun with this. I don't know if it's fun, but this it took about 15 minutes for us to figure this out. So this was a question from uh, Matt Pickett, and he wants to know along with Goot and Matt LaFleur getting extended, which one of other Packers coaches – uh, would you like to see get them extend, get uh, extended? And then the bonus is with Rogers rocking with the cage, look, uh, what celebrity do your co-hosts think you most resemble? Please know I don't knows on this. So, Matt, we did take some time. We even did like the celebrity alike quiz thing on your phones, and uh, we've got some answers. So, Dusty, is there
3: a coach that you would like to see extended right now? There's a handful and uh, like someone like Passaccia, I kind of want to see how that plays out uh, for me. The, I mean, the big one it's, it's Stenovich uh, just based on how offensive coaches tend to get poached. We know what he can do in off- with an offensive line. We don't know how he's going to be his offensive coordinator with Hackett gone. Uh, but, but I mean, realistically this is all the floor's offense anyway. Uh, so I, I think Stenovich will be just fine, but I think just based on what we know what he can do with the O-line kind of an up and coming guy, I would like to see him get locked in and, and not poached Um you know, I think there's a guy on the defensive side as well. Um, but I'll leave that for other people if they want to, if they want to grab that one. But for me, Stenovich is, is the obvious guy. Um, yeah. And I guess the rocking cage, I guess we'll let you guys answer. Cause we get, we have got the consensus on the cage. Uh, on, so, yeah, on the the,
1: the whole theory is that the other two, uh, hosts need to just dis- like discuss and, and determine what uh celebrity you look like. So for mm-hmm. Sarah and I, we did have a couple of discussions and, uh, What's the guy's name from, from Stranger Things, Dusty? David Harbour. David Harbour. So, yeah, once uh, Dusty's kind of got the short hair, he had the buzz cut in season four. As I, I definitely had to poke fun at him and tell him, you know, he's, he might have to lose a couple pounds of, to look like yeah. season four, David You're Harbour. Yeah. <laughs> but, yeah, I could kind of see it, like the scruffy beard, the shaved head. It kind it of plays
3: along. It, I take it. I will take it. <laughs> Sarah, do you have any other thoughts?
2: No, I I think that was a good one. You know, we were brainstorming for Dusty and then um, it was brought up. And after that, I couldn't unsee it. And I said, that's great. Also in personality, I feel like David Harbour is just a really fun guy. And Dusty's also a fun guy. So there you go. Congrats, Dusty.
3: Thanks. I'll take it. I think he's a very handsome man. Thank you, guys. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. All right, Sarah,
1: any coaches you want to see extended before we uh, talk about who you look like?
2: Yeah, sure. So Packers running backs coach, uh, Ben Sermons, he's been with the Packers for six seasons now, I believe. Um, Over five years, I know. Um, But you have to think about the guys that have come through that running back room and what he's been able to do. So obviously, Aaron Jones is the big one and how he's grown and developed. And then AJ Dillon is just, he seems like he's just on track to be an absolute beast but then there's guys like jamal williams too that have made a big difference and they've they've consistently the last few years um had a really strong group um and i'd love to see that continue especially since aaron jones had you know signed an extension aj Dillon is going to be around a couple more years too so keeping him locked up and making sure things in the running back room stay consistent would be great
0: we're driven by the search for better but when it comes to hiring the best way to search for a candidate
4: are intended to be viewed as medical advice or a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Always seek the advice of your physician or other qualified healthcare provider with any questions you may have regarding a medical condition or treatment and before undertaking a new healthcare regimen, including EE system.
3: Alright Dusty, who does Sarah who's Sarah's celebrity doppelganger? So we were kinda of talking about this. Uh Sarah gave us one that she said a lot of people uh gave her. So we'll talk about that one first, even though if we don't know who she is. And then uh we had another one that we kinda of went with as well that I that, that I think we like a little better. The first one is uh Bethany Joy Lens. Um and I did not know who this was, but she was on One Tree Hill, I guess Haley or something on One Tree Hill. Um yep. which we looked at pictures, and yeah, you know, was that was that it, Sarah, as a Haley? Yep. Okay. All right. Um, so the one, so I was looking at pictures of her and reminded me of another actress. And so we were kind of weird. I found a picture, found some pictures. I think Sarah's got some resemblance to Tatiana Maslani. Uh, I don't know how many people know her. She was in Orphan Black, which is a sci fi show. She's getting ready to, that, that show is amazing, by the way. She's getting ready to blow up in, uh, she's going to be She Hulk in the She Hulk series. So I think we all kind of agreed. We can see some resemblance there. So, mm-hmm. Sarah, we're, we're giving Sarah Tatiana Maslani
2: hey any marvel superhero i'm i'm not going to be upset <laughs> if you give me that so i'll take it thank you
3: plus a highly successful lawyer sarah she's a lawyer as well as being a hulk so yep there you go and then i think i'll go with uh, jerry gray i mean the
1: things that he's that, done with that was the, my guy on the defensive side yeah yeah trying to figure but um i mean done wonders with with the with stokes with jair and and all the work that he's done with with savage and amos man Yeah. Again, like at some point, somebody's going to want to try to poach him and bring him in as a full-time coordinator, defensive coordinator. So they could lock him up a little bit longer. I think that would be that would be great to uh, have that for the secondary. So, who do I look like, guys?
2: So we had to discuss a little about this. You know, we we started this conversation with we'll have people told you that you looked like a certain celebrity, and each of us said yes, and we exchanged answers, and. Let's just say that Steve's wasn't the best. Um, <laughs> we won't go into detail. He's
1: not a good person. That's all. we'll yeah, say. Yeah, not we don't need person. to talk about him.
2: Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so we're not going to talk about that. But where we landed, I actually feel really good about it. I have the picture up on my other monitor. I'm looking at Steve, and I feel like I'm looking at the same person. This person <laughs> also wears hats a lot. Steve also wears hats a lot. And that's Justin Verlander. So, Steve, congratulations. You're an all-star in the MLB. You're doing great things, super talented, <laughs> billions of dollars. You're welcome.
1: Thank you. I mean, I'll take that all day long. <laughs> uh, okay, guys. Um, we got a question about David Bakhtiari. Wants to know how much should we worry about the health of Bakhtiari, especially if Diana Rossini said yesterday on NFL Live is true and he had another setback Um And so we talked a little bit about injuries, but this is very specific to to Bakhtiari because this is a long, long time for an ACL injury.
3: How do you feel on this one, Dusty? I think we said, we talked about this not long ago. And I think what we said was like, cause that was, I can't remember what was said at the time uh, that maybe like not necessarily a setback, but they weren't sure if he's ready to practice or something. And it was kind of a, listen, like alarm bells aren't going to start going off for me until like, Training camp comes, and he 's not there, or alarm bells are going off. I mean, in some of this, like we don 't have all the details um, you know Rossini said there is a there is a setback um, and it sounds like you know potentially as a result of the lion's game or in the rehab from that or something like i don't know exactly what it was, um, so we don't know how serious it is, but I mean if the, it's a setback for something that is a year and a half old and and you know these things uh a lot of guys are coming back in less than a year, not that every timetable is the same. But yeah, it's it's training camp. We don't have any more clarity on it. If there was a setback, we don't know exactly when that was. They put him on the PUP yesterday, or I guess two days ago. When you when you when you're hearing this, so I mean, we talked about this before the show. They could. It's not the pup where they have to wait. I think it's six games or something. in the season, they could take him off tomorrow. But the fact that he's still not ready, and there are reports of a setback, even though how serious they are, alarm bells ringing man i've seen doomsday scenarios people talking about he's never going to play another down for the packers again he's going to be forced to retire i'm not in that boat yet i mean i'm, I'm certainly not there I, I, he's what 30 31 so i mean he's 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 getting up there For a fact these injuries these serious injuries start to be a little more concerning i'm i'm not a, a naysayer or doomsayer just yet uh but it is it's it's starting to get real real concerning the fact that he's he's on the pup a year and a half after the fact and he's not out there so i'm hoping by next week all this talk will look very very foolish and it was like oh it's just minor he's fine i'll be back but yeah it's it's hard not to be uh, really concerned about it right now
2: yeah i don't like this i don't like this one bit um try my best to stay calm and remain optimistic but if you know the reports are correct and he did have another setback that really freaking sucks Um, I, I can't imagine how bummed out and frustrated he is. Um, you know, ACL now is obviously it's a devastating injury, but it's one that many people come back from and have successful, continue to have successful careers, um, after the fact. Uh, so he probably thought, you know, Hey, year, I'll, I'll be back in a year and I'll be good to go. Um, well, it's been much longer than that. So I just really hope he's okay. Again, like you said, Dusty, I'm not, quite at the point where I don't think he's ever going to play a down for the Packers again, but geez, I am a little concerned.
1: Next question is from Brian. What is your favorite Nicholas Cage movie and an over under on games played for Bakhtiari? So continuing with the worry of uh, David Bakhtiari, Sarah, we'll start with you. What are some of your favorite Nicholas Cage movies? And I think this is going to be like a point where we can just open this up to everybody and just have comments on all these movies. Cause I mean, Dusty, we we looked at the filmography. You pulled it into a spreadsheet so we could calculate the percentage of Nicolas Cage movies we've seen. And how it was like over 110, 112 or something like I that? I
3: think when I whittled it down, I think he's at like... I think he's at 99 because that one had like some producer only credits and documentary voiceovers. So once I whittled those out, I think he's sitting at 99. And there are some okay. voice stuff in there, but it's it's that's major voice stuff. The Croo- so yeah,
1: Crude's yeah, like those kind of those count for his movies.
3: Spider Man, the End of yep. the Spider Verse, that counts. Yeah, yeah. Uh,
1: so Sarah, what, we'll start. What was your percentage of Nicolas Cage movies you've seen? There you go. What's your Cage score, Sarah?
2: Uh, I was 18 percent. Which is pretty good, I feel like. It's considering that many of his movies came out before I was even born. So I'll take 18%. Um, As far as my favorite, I have two. One is just the basic, classic Nicolas Cage. And that, it's, again, very basic. National treasure. It hits every time. It's great. I've seen it a million times. The funny one-liners. I laugh every time. Very enjoyable. Feel like I'm right there. Um, When I was in D.C. earlier this year, uh, we went into the Library of Congress, and the one room that they go in to um, look for—it's not where they steal the Declaration of Independence, but they go in there to find some sort of scroll that has, you know, a clue. Usually, it's closed to the public, but it's only open on one day of the year, President's Day, and that was the day that I happened to stumble in there, so I got to go in the room felt like I was in the movie. It was awesome. But the best Nicolas Cage movie, as far as which one I've enjoyed the most, it's Into the Spider-Verse. I love that movie. That's one of my favorite movies ever. Uh, I think that scene where his character, the black and white Spider-Man is introduced and he's wherever I go, the wind follows. I love it. Absolutely love it. Classic. Um, I went into that movie blind when I saw it. I didn't really know anything about it. I had no idea that Nicolas Cage was in it. And as soon as I heard the voice, there he is. There's that man. I recognize that voice anywhere. Uh, So that one is just one of my all-time favorites. So I can't pick against it. Second half, the question is over under on games.
1: Played for Bakhtiari.
2: I'm going to say over... 13 and
1: a half. Okay. Okay. Um, Dusty, you're not allowed to list like every single movie you've seen, but what's uh, your, what's your percentage?
3: uh, My cage score is um, 30.3%. So I've I've seen, I've seen quite a few Um, been a, been a fan of his. I mean, you know, a lot of his stuff is relatively unhinged and some of that I've missed because it's been, uh, you know, I've just not hit it, but some good stuff in there. One of my, before I get to mine. one of my favorite notes about Spider-Man into the spider verse is they were talking about that, about how a lot of his lines that he just kind of came up with. It was uh, improv spur of the moment stuff, and a lot of it they had to cut because it was so filthy, it would have been rated R (laughs) if they let it in. So that's one of my favorite uh, Nicolas Cage Spider-Verse things, as he was just saying apparently horrible things, um, which I'm a fan of. So my we'll do my Cage one. Listen, a lot of good movies. Number one with a bullet, no doubt, is Raising Arizona. It's, it's an all-timer of a comedy. It's, one of, it's my favorite role of his. So I go Raising Arizona. It was the first Coen Brothers movie I saw and just absolutely fell in love with it. Uh, then I go, I'll, I'll do top five. Raising Arizona, The Rock, Adaptation, Spider-Man in the Spider-Verse, and Mandy with uh, The Weatherman, National Treasure, Face-Off kind of on the outside looking in there. But uh, yeah, I'm actually watching Mandy now. Wild movie wild movie it looks amazing i love this movie so much
1: um legitimately watched uh national treasure this afternoon after work so
3: it's so had to get into the had to get into the
1: zone for the podcast
3: we were we had bought i think it was uh our first house we had bought and we had uh encore which was like cheap movie channels and they Mm -hmm. played it was at a moment where i was unemployed and they had uh national treasure on all the time. I've watched that movie just an ungodly amount of times. It's mm-hmm. so much fun. Um, you can't turn it off if it's on your TV. No, no. If it comes on, no, I'm watching the whole thing. Um, mm-hmm. And then let's see over under. I'm honestly, I'd set the over under at this point because I'm not feeling great at three and a half. Uh, because I, I kind of, I have a feeling at this point, if they Ooh. put him pup,
2: yeah.
3: if he's not feeling great, I feel like they maybe we work him in and they they slot him in at the end of the season when they feel like he's good, work him in a little bit here and there. But I, I don't know. Just right now, again, I'm not not a doomsayer. I think he'll be back. I just, it's hard for me to be optimistic right now, and so I'll, I'm I'm gonna go I go three and a half and I'm hammering the over, uh, hopefully, and that he's, uh, he'll be back late in the season, but I feel like it's, I don't, I just don't feel great right now. Another day is here and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24 seven in our mobile banking app.
1: Okay. Uh, I mean, you guys all said the 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 really good ones. I think the best one, my favorite National Treasure. Like I said, I can watch that at the drop of a hat. The other one that's like one A. If that's one A, one B is gonna be The Rock. Like that was always Classic. one of my favorites. I had yeah. that one on a VHS. Like that was a birthday present that I requested. Sarah, a VHS is an old way to watch movies. I, listen, <laughs> listen.
2: I actually have vivid memories of the VHS because the I remember. Are Disney watching,
1: movies came in on them? No,
2: I remember watching Titanic on it, and it was on two. You had to flip it halfway through, oh. um, and my parents would only put the second one on because it was too long. And they're like, they're they the first part was more inappropriate, and they told my brother and I that we weren't going to care about it because all we wanted to do was see the boat sink. So we only o- always watched the second one
1: interesting um another one that was actually one of my all-time favorites uh honeymoon in vegas that was a really good one uh yeah he was he was really good in that kind of a crazy crazy thing but that gone in 60 seconds that's another one that anytime it pops on i just watch the whole thing no matter what and then i am going to be very intrigued i do want to see his newest movie that's coming out where he actually plays himself oh yeah
3: yeah Um, so that one's going to be i think that's going to be he's going to be in he's going to play dracula in the renfield movie which is one that i'm really excited about i think that's out later this year early next year and that one's that that sounds wild
1: so yeah we could talk we could talk nicolas cage like all day long um but those are some of the best ones next question we got from emily mac it's a very good question uh we'll answer a little bit of it but it took us down a super dark path. So we're only going to give out like the good answer uh, that we came up with. So her question is, if Packers players were movies, who would they be? Not the characters, but the actual movies themselves and franchises are fair play. So we had several that we came up with. I um, I thought A.J. Dillon could go for Godzilla, Quadzilla, very easy thing to go. And then we just went dark, man. Like Bakhtiari got a really, really bad one. And that was all from me. Yeah. You
2: went dark. That was you I was going to I was yeah. not part of that. Dusty, I want that to awesome. You
3: had one too, right? I, I don't remember what it was now, but yeah. Uh, I, I had you both
2: did. You both. Well, we
3: had Aaron Rodgers. Like, that was a little too easy. We had Aaron Rodgers as John Wick. Um, and he dressed as John Wick. But I, I also had him as the Halloween franchise because they call Michael Myers the boogeyman. Like, we had, you know, we had that one. But, yeah, the other ones, it got dark and we decided to stop before we before we started spiraling. <laughs> right. I feel like we had, like, I I, just, I did David Bakhtiari and I said Old Yeller. So,
1: <laughs> you see where we were going here. It was pretty bad. Uh, so even though we weren't going to talk about it, we ended up talking about it anyway. So... <laughs>
2: I had no part in that. No part. (laughs) Gracious.
1: I don't know. Um, All right. And then we had another one from Eric. Another was of Nicholas Cage. What's your favorite Nicholas Cage movie? But um, what other Packers players could pull off character cosplay like Rogers? So if there's anybody else on the Packers squad that you can think of that might be good at, you know, that would be good for like dressing up or anything along those lines.
3: I think Aaron Jones has got flair, you know, I feel like if you want to do something, he could, and he's got the, he's always got the oversized glasses. He's got the sombrero. Like he'll, I I feel like he's, uh, I feel like you got to be like, you've got to commit to that. If you want to do it, you got to commit to it. I feel like, I feel like Jones, I could see him committing to it.
2: I feel the same way about AJ Dylan. I know he's a huge vampire diaries fan, which I love too. could absolutely see him doing something in that world and just committing to it
3: just he's gonna he's gonna show up as damon or something and just he like is
2: team damon i've seen his tiktoks
3: <laughs> that is a wild statement that's a wild statement Sarah.
1: <laughs> defensive side of the ball i would say jair kind of has that flair of he would be somebody that might do something along those lines but i think the the answer i'd go with is I think Coach would actually do it. I think he could pull something off. He's got, like, the the handsome, brooding, good looks of a movie star. And anything he tried to put, you know, was, was trying to rock, I think he could do that pretty well. You know, like, he could pull off a superhero look. He could pull off, like, any of those things that Rogers Deadpool, was doing. Deadpool,
2: because people say he looks like Ryan Reynolds. So he could be Deadpool.
1: Well, that, anybody could be Deadpool, Sarah. They just wear the outfit. I was going
3: to say, like, is that before or he, after he's hideously burned?
1: Like would oh, you yeah, that's, like, that's
2: I was just thinking actors. Okay, give me a break.
3: <laughs> so you go with the, the
1: Ryan Reynolds in like a, as many movies as Nicolas Cage. All right. and with the one Green you go Lantern to then. is
2: he was Green Lantern too, so he can there do you. that. <laughs> <laughs> God. Uh-
1: <laughs>
3: It's, apparently, it's I chose violent,
1: violence training. today, yeah. We're all punchy. We're all a little punchy, I think. <laughs> I'm ready for football. I'm ready for football. Seriously. Guys, I'm, I think that's pretty much all the questions. There's a lot of Nicholas, unless there's any other Nicholas Cage stuff um, that you guys have. Always <laughs> always got time for Nicholas Cage stuff, uh, Steve. Duh. I mean, this is like <laughs> the one time we can actually talk about it, and nobody's going to be like, well, why were you guys talking about Nicholas Cage? Uh, Because Aaron Rodgers wants to be
3: him, apparently. I mean, the YouTube stuff, the highlights of the Wicker Man is still one of my favorite YouTube videos ever because it's just it's pure unbridled insanity for like two and a half minutes. So, you know, watch that, I guess
1: I did. I did just find out, uh, find one other question that we had Um, real
2: quick, Steve, before you switch topic. I did want to give a shout out to uh, Paskey, who sent a DM. No,
1: that's what I was just about to do.
2: Oh, was it? okay? I didn't know. Go ahead. Go ahead basically four days ago, saying if Aaron Rodgers had a biopic, who would play him? And I just want to know, if you're listening, did you know something that we didn't? Because now this <laughs> Nicolas Cage thing happens and it just seems a little too convenient. Uh, so if you know something, let us know. Maybe you can be our source during the season if you're getting intel like this from the mm-hmm. pack. Mm-hmm.
1: Well, yeah, his question is, who would play Aaron Rodgers in a biopic? So if are we all saying it would be Nicolas Cage or would it be somebody else?
3: I think I we have like we to have now, to right? Yeah. Like we it's it's Nicholas Cage Day. I think who <laughs> did I have? Like uh uh Gyllenhaal, Jake Gyllenhaal feels a bit too on the nose, but I feel like Jake Gyllenhaal could do it. Okay.
2: He's about to get a ten minute song written about him. <laughs>
3: <laughs>
1: yeah. Um, um sandberg Andy Sandberg did a good job of looking like Nicolas Cage on Saturday Night live. Mm-hmm. They had him do that. That might be something, but
3: I'm actually going to try. We used uh Starby face. I got I want West Bentley as well. He was in um he was the guy with the weird beard in uh uh The Hunger Games movies. Um I think he was the neighbor in American Pie or American Beauty, if I'm not mistaken. Uh I could see him pulling it off, so I'll go West Bentley. He was he was a villain in P two, so I'll go uh, West Bentley. I feel like could could take a swing at that. Trying to quickly upload this to
1: uh, that app that Sarah sent us, but yeah, I was trying to was
3: ramble good. to give you enough time, and and you I were, guess, and then of course the my internet stopped working, Bentley. so you don't want to? Are you sure? Well, I don't know that I have anything else to say about West Bentley. You know, hmm. Jake Gyllenhaal. You guys have seen Nightcrawler? That movie's great.
2: Oh He's- my god. <laughs> Oh my gosh! I took a journalism journalism what ethics class in college. My best friend was in the class with me, and the teacher said for extra credit, watch this movie Nightcrawler and identify you know a certain number of the ethics in the (laughs) journalism code of ethics that character broke. So. A friend comes over we watch it we start writing you know we, we pull out our laptops to take notes within five minutes we're done but mm-hmm. the movie was pure chaos and we could not believe that our professor recommended this crazy ass film for That's us to so watch good. it was one of the most jarring experiences of my life but great movie i mean absolutely great he's, movie
3: he's so good in that he's so creepy he's so weird he's just he's perfect they color. filmed
2: it only in like three weeks or something no. crazy. The timeline was ridiculous. I, I remember doing all this research after because my friend and I were just stunned that at what we had just seen. And it was the easiest extra credit assignment in, in our lives.
1: <laughs> so good. So I don't know if we should go with this Starby face thing anymore. Uh, um, I've got the results for Aaron Rogers. I've got Javier Bardem. Oh, I like him. Uh, Peter Jacobson, which you'd recognize this guy's face. That guy. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, no, that he, doesn't look like Aaron that Rogers doesn't look all. like Aaron Rodgers at all. And that's his number one comparison. David Schwimmer, <laughs> not quite. <laughs> David David Price, the pitcher for the um, Red Sox Dod- Dodgers. Now I Dodgers think he's now? Dodgers. Now. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I got traded. Jeremy Piven. <laughs> what? Rob R- Rob Riggle. <laughs> These are just men with dark hair. Yeah. <laughs> Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I maybe a little bit of Jeffrey Dean Morgan. I might see that, but that was the guy from uh, Walking Dead. Yeah, yeah. He's he's uh, he was in he was the he's comedian in, a lot of stuff. in uh, Watchmen.
3: Yeah. yeah.
1: All right, guys, that's uh, gonna wrap our Nicholas Cage themed episode up for <laughs> us this week. Thank you guys for all listening and uh, and you know letting us have a little bit of extra fun right before training camp starts. So. Before we get going, Sarah, do you have any closing thoughts for everybody?
2: I don't. I'm just really excited that training camp is here. As I mentioned, I know Dusty is putting out some great content the next couple of weeks. I got his newsletter again the other day, which made me happy to see it in my inbox. Uh, But I just hope everybody's excited, you know. All year we complain, or all year, all summer I should say, we complain about how there's no football, and then when it gets here we find more things to complain about. Let's complain less and just enjoy it. Uh, So I'm excited, and next week we'll hopefully have some news to discuss, things to break down. Andy, our podfather, tweeted that his thumbs are going to fall off today after tweeting (laughs) so much. Uh, So definitely turn on notifications for him if you uh, want – play-by-play updates but really can't wait
3: yeah and for me um i alluded to it last week with schneidman but i had a, a big thing come out it was going to come out um today when you're listening to this and then i i talked to al over at Chesa tv and was like is it smart of me to publish this on a day when like the first day of training camp and that site's going to be overrun with everything else he goes "Ah, oh, just do it whenever it's done so this past sunday uh, my first piece on uh, life without Devontae went up. What's what's it called? I think I called it Missing Devontae or something. I can't remember. Uh, but Basically, I dug into the seven games without Devontae in the LaFleur era, looked for explosive passes that they hit when he was out, basically in those seven games, which is 16 or more yards, and then also looked at the plays this past year that were to plays with Devontae or that went to Devontae Adams and kind of looked at how those were different, kind of broke them up into different sections, whether it was uh, isolated or within the scheme or uh, scramble, and then kind of looked at the different concepts within some of that scheme stuff to see if we can pick up any clues in terms of how the, uh, how the offense operated without Devonte versus with him and how we can project that going forward. I um, spent entirely too much of my life doing that. Uh, but that was out that came out. So that's over on she's at TV. Now that came out this past Sunday, I'm hoping to follow that up. Uh, the next week or two with uh, kind of a similar thing, but some of their short passing game, same kind of idea, what they do and their RPO stuff, what they do with Devante versus how did that approach change without him? Uh, and it was, I don't know that I came to any major conclusions that I didn't expect to come to, but it was really it for me anyway, that I'm only doing this for me. I don't really care about anyone else. Uh <laughs> But for me, it was a really interesting exercise and it was at least illuminating to see this is kind of how I assumed they would get to it. And then you kind of see exactly how they went about it, it was really interesting. So that's a bit long. But if you have not looked at that already, uh, please do so, because uh, I there was something I had a lot of fun with and I think it was interesting for me. So I just hope it's interesting for other people.
1: Very cool. And I've got uh, just one shout out. It was, I was pretty excited. I put out on Twitter the other day that I'm looking to take my daughter to her first ever game. So I'm going to try to take her to the preseason game on the 19th of August and just seeing if anybody had tickets. And within, I'd say an hour, I already had multiple people reach out to me and awesome. uh, a, sh- a huge shout out to David Edel- Edelblut. I hope I'm pronouncing that right. If not, you can make fun of me in our DM again, but uh, he, he, I asked him what he wanted for him. He said, don't even worry about it. Just, oh, that's and awesome. I already got the notification from the Packers.com that he sent them to me. So it's gotta that's get my awesome. account created. And so that's just, I, as I said to you guys too, like it's just a, a really cool thing. Like the, the Packers community that like just asking if anybody's got extra tickets for the, for the preseason game and multiple people had no problem just reaching out right away. So that was, thank you to everybody for being so cool. So, Thank you for that. Uh, we thank you guys as always for listening, following on Twitter at dusty, Evely at Sarah Keller four at Steve Perhatch and at Packaday podcast. And, uh, we'll be back next week talking some actual training camp football stuff. So some meat and potatoes finally after all the, uh, the, the fun creative stuff that we did in the off season. So thanks for putting up with that. And hopefully you guys will be listening every day this week for all the training camp updates. And, um, Yeah, we'll catch you guys next week. And as always, Go Pack Go!